Okay. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> it's Claire. And Alicia. Indigenous to the kingdom of God. Followers of Jesus. Living life led by Holy Spirit. Desiring to be an altar where his fire falls. We, we are Alternative. Welcome to Alternative. Whoop. So, we did a live earlier this week, or last week, asking for questions. Funny questions, serious questions, deep questions, all the things, okay? We asked for them, and we've got some today to answer. And you know what's surprising is that we didn't really get anything but hardcore serious questions, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So, we were trying to, like, make this light and airy a little bit, but that's kind of what our life was. So we but I love that. dive a little deeper. Yeah. That means our listeners, <laughs> yeah, our listeners are hungry. Yeah. Yes, and I think... God is just opening the floodgates right now to all people. And people are noticing like, oh, my gosh, I've lived without God this long and I'm spiritually starved. Yeah. Or or specifically, because I think this is where these words are going today or these questions are going today. I think people have lived with knowing the father and they've lived knowing Jesus. Mm. But they're like, oh, my gosh. There's so much more with Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes. And now we're like, now we're hitting the, now we're hitting some of the hard stuff. Oh, that is our heart. We're like, yeah, okay, it Holy is. Spirit, you are this here. You are our friend. You're supposed to be our best friend. Um, as Jesus sits on the right hand of God on his mm. throne where he belongs to be. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit dwells in our heart. So can you give us the first question, Alicia? That we have <gasps> sure. Today? Let's do it. All right. So our first question was. How do you witness when you are not necessarily or you don't feel you don't feel educated enough to share the gospel Mm. or maybe your testimony or whatever is involved in that just to witness Mm. that that question is good. It is. And it's a lot of our questions. So the first part of that, though, that gets me is that feel like peace. Yep. About you? I don't feel educated enough or I don't feel equipped enough. Mm-hmm. To me, that's pointing to an identity issue. That's yeah. about you. That's not about what God can do through you. Yeah. And to me, it's a good reminder of, okay, we all feel unprepared. We all feel um, unworthy. We all feel like we should know more before we step out. Um, but it, when we went over this question, First Corinthians one twenty seven. Um, came into my mind and I'm going to read that for you. It says, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. And so that is a promise in scripture that says he uses people like you and me, the average person. It's not required that you are a theologian. It's not required that you've been to seminary. It's not required that you've read the Bible front and back. What's required, in my opinion, is obedience. Yep. And as soon as you take that first step of obedience, God is going to empower you. He yeah. is inside of you. And if you allow Holy Spirit, if you open your mouth, Alicia, I think you just said you just have to open your mouth. I did. Yeah. Open, yeah. <laughs> it's an obedience issue. Mouth. Yes. Open your mouth and allow Holy Spirit to speak. Get yourself out of the picture and just trust God that he's going to show up. Yeah. A lot of when. And I were talking about this. A lot of my 
actor vernacular started coming out because in, when we take acting classes, um, we do a lot of self soul searching because you really can't understand other people's psychology from a character viewpoint if you don't understand your own. Yeah. Um, and yeah. one thing that our, our teachers would always say to us was just show up. Mm. And that goes for you, but it also goes for your character, your character just has to show up. And so when this question was asked, I said to her, I was like, she just got to show up. Yes. <laughs> that's all that's it is. So it's an, it starts with an obedience issue. It starts with you just being willing to go over and open your mouth. Yeah. Gosh, that and that's just the beginning point. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so Alicia, that is so good. Another thing that popped into my mind when I heard this question, and I hope this doesn't come across condemning in any way, but this these are things I've told myself. If I ever have that feeling of unpreparedness, then I need to start preparing myself. Yes. You know, show yourself prepared. I believe there's a scripture on just that, like show that you are show that you do love the Lord. And part of the way you love the Lord is studying his word. Um, so if you are asking yourself that question, don't feel condemned by what I'm saying right now, but just set time out to get into the Bible and start feeling prepared and yeah. storing things in your hearts and just pr more prayer time. So how do you witness to unbelievers when you feel like you're not super qualified? Show up, open your mouth, trust the Lord and not yourself and get into his word so you can start feeling like, OK, well, at least I've put in the work. Yeah. I had, a, I had a thought. So when I was growing up, the church that I went to, um, and I had an awesome pastor who I didn't realize but was like leading me in the Holy Spirit my whole life, but it wasn't like a Holy Spirit preaching church, I would say. Mm. Um, pastor Brown, he is like the best. So hey, Pastor Brown, if you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he did this really cool thing where he challenged the entire congregation to do this one minute testimony. And wow. you had, yeah. So you had, so every week there was this, time where a new person every week would get up and share their one minute testimony. It had to be memorized and it had to just like be a testimony thing. And although this isn't necessarily like, you're not like preaching the gospel, people learn through stories. Mm -hmm. And so it was so important because your testimony can't be without Christ. Right. So I just, this is my challenge, at least for this question for everyone is get your testimony in a minute. And I also specifically remember at this time, this was, beyond a decade ago, I was really young, maybe eight years old. So two decades ago. <laughs> um, this is when a lot of the research was coming out on people's attention spans. Bam, bam, bam. Mm. It just being so fast. So they were like, we got to get this in under a minute because you're going to lose somebody's attention. Wow. And I bet now it's shorter. So. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it's like 15 seconds or something now. <laughs> yeah. We're not asking you to but that also too just had me thinking like just have to prepare yourself a little bit and then just trust holy spirit because he's worked in you he's done jesus has done something in you to make you believe and trust him and show up for him yeah. He's been faithful to you. Prepare that little testimony if that would help you feel better, which I think that's great. And it will evolve as time goes. So it it's will. an ever-evolving yeah. testimony, I'm sure. Um, but also another piece of this is the way Jesus showed up for people was by loving them. Mm -hmm. And we all know how to love people. We yeah. know with Holy Spirit in us, like we can love on somebody. So yeah. even if you don't have the right words to say, 
that's fine because just loving someone being present and sometimes you don't have to say anything. Sometimes you just need to be there, show up for the person. So it's not always about head knowledge. It's not always head knowledge. It's just being available and being obedient. So that's just something to encourage you in. Yep. And then before we um, move on, I just want to share Galatians 1.10, which is, if I were still trying to please people, I would not be Christ's servant. And this mm-hmm. hung above my bed. So every night before I went to bed, I read it. Um, and every morning it was the first thing I saw when I woke up. Because when we think it has to be a certain way for other people, or we're living for other people's expectations or whatever, this is, I'm sure, different for everybody. But um, it takes our eyes off of the person we're actually doing it for, which is Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. That's good. So all this stuff is for him. Yeah. So, right. And it takes a little pressure off of us, too, because, like, yeah. all we have to do is be obedient and show up. He's going to take care of the rest. He's going to give you the words if you need them. He's going to give you the love that's required. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a little bit of the pressure off of you. It's his job to get them saved. It's your job to show up. Yes. Oh, that's good. Preach that. And one more thing, guys. Oh, my gosh. I just thought of this. It, the question says, I, when you feel like, and I, when I thought back to that, I was like just reading my notes, and I saw the words feel like, and the word anxiety came up. And mm. when you think about anxiety, when you spell it out, the I is in the middle. It's wow. a self-focused thing. Wow. And so, like Alicia said, when you take your eyes off of who it's meant for, which is Jesus Christ, then you'll start having your own feelings of inferiority. And so when we put our eyes back with, remember, the fiery eyes of Jesus, (laughs) (laughs) and we start fearing him more than fearing man, then amazing, miraculous things will start happening. That is good, Claire. Good word. Ooh, thank you. Speaking of words, Claire, we have a fun one. What is your favorite word that we've ever received from God for ourselves or other people? This was a hard one. Yeah. And honestly, I think that we've gotten some really, after discussing, we've both had some really fun, awesome, amazing words that the Lord has given us. But I want to share what just happened recently. And this happened because a friend of mine named Liz introduced me to a podcast that talked about this practice. And I will put in our notes or somewhere this podcast. I believe it's called Don't Mom Alone. It's called Don't Mom Alone Podcast. With Heather McFadden. So this is an awesome resource for anybody with kids especially. But if you don't have kids, there's always something that you can glean out of these podcasts. Um, Specifically this episode 297. 297, okay? Got it. um, Shout out to her for this. She had a special guest on there who shared this practice called The Meeting Place. And... The meeting place is this practice you do where you hear from the Lord. You go you go to a quiet place, still yourself, and then you start talking to God, asking him where he wants to meet you. And you just say that simple prayer, Father God, where do you want to meet me today? I want to meet with you. Please let me encounter you. I want to meet you somewhere. And so I just recently was laying outside finally with a peace and quiet, just a little bit. This is rare. I was sitting outside of my couch <laughs> outside on our patio. It was warm out, beautiful, y'all, blessings, and just relaxing, okay? And I'm closing my eyes. I've never done this before. I'm like, okay, Lord, I would like, you know, the thing. And I start seeing what it looked like in my mind's eye with my eyes closed, like moving water. And so I tried to focus on that. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe. And I just went with it. And then soon it turned into this waterfall. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is this, Lord, you know? And then I got interrupted, of course. (laughs) Okay. 
And so then I had to go back to that place. I said, Lord, please take me back to this waterfall. I finally got quiet again. Take me back to this waterfall. And as I'm in this waterfall, I'm kind of like, okay, what is this? And then I'm behind the waterfall. And, you know, at the very bottom of the waterfall, the water is, like, raging loud, okay? So then I'm in this, like, cool place, like, cool as in, like, temperature place behind this waterfall. And I don't really see God. I don't really see Jesus. But it's like I knew he was there, you know? And so then I start asking, what is this? What is this waterfall? And so for me, God really talks to me in, like, scripture or like something I'll hear. I'll start hearing things over and over again, like um, on the news or not not the news. I'm not watching the news these days, but through music or like audibly hear something somewhere. It's like a repetition of things. And so um, I started um, just thinking about, oh, or Googling things. Like if I Google like, okay, waterfall, waterfall, I'm going to look up the meaning of waterfall and then pray to God that he'll show me something in scripture. And so I'll hear something or I'll think, you know, let me just get a little bit more of a reference. So if someone is like, I'm I'm not quite as um, articulate with hearing the Lord yet. This is I think I'm growing in this skill. I think I do. I think God is really working on me in this. But this is something that helps me. I will actually like Google a word or Google a scripture and then go to the word of God and then ask, Holy Spirit, what is it in this scripture that you're showing me? So to me, that is very helpful. And so I just Googled waterfall, the symbolic meaning of waterfall. And that wasn't like my spirit wasn't connecting with that. And then I Googled the Bible verse waterfall. And the verse that came up was Psalm 42, 7. And I just want to read this to you guys real quick. It says, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. And cool. I immediately was, I just like, <laughs> I was like, Lord, thank you, God. What does this mean? Deep calls to deep. So then I keep praying about it. And I'm just like, okay, God. And then I, I just like meditated on that for a little bit. And then I ended up um, reading the rest of the psalm. And I'm going to go back to verse 7 in a second. But as I read this whole psalm, it's exactly what I've been living these last few years with the loss of Isabella and then mm-hmm. Gabby's tilt. I'm talking as and my hunger and the hunger that he's put in my heart for him. And the first verse is, as the deer pants for streams of water, which I saw the water flowing, remember, in my mind first. So my soul pants for you, O God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night while men say all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the multitudes leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throngs. And another beautiful thing about this whole, (laughs) there's so much, Psalm 42 is that God has put this new passion of worship in me. And I am like, if there's a minute to worship God through music, I am ready. Like, You're there. <laughs> I'm like, I will lead the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving. And so it's like, I went to this meeting place of the Lord, and he completely confirmed everything that I've been feeling these last three years. You know, it's <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, only God could do this. Yeah. And when you go back to that deep calls to deep, I read something. I think it was probably, I don't know what it was. What I read is somebody commentary or something, but it explained that as my deep need for God, or maybe it's a different version. It might have been a li- the 
passion translation or something. My deep need of God is met by his deep love for me. Mm, that's beautiful. And it like wrecked my life. And I wish I could do a better job explaining just how incredibly kind God was in this. Cause it was almost just that re- re- reinforcement that he's been with me. He sees our cries as a family. He's just been walking with us all the way. And just at the end, it says, put your hope in God for, I will yet praise him, my savior, my God. And it was just a, such a strong reminder that that is exactly what I will do. He will always yeah. be, will always be my savior, my redeemer. He will always come through for me. And I, no matter what, even if he doesn't come through the way I expect him to come through, I will praise my God, my savior. Mm. So I encourage <laughs> that word. Incredible. Was to me. So I just completely encourage every one of you to try this meeting place practice. And it's just, you go, you ask God where he wants to meet you. You ask God for the details that he wants to point out to you. Mm-hmm. You ask him for feelings that he, he wants you to have. And you just talk to him as a friend in whatever place that he takes you. It could be a pasture. It could be a tree. It could be the ocean. It could be a historical building. Anywhere. In your dream that you've seen over and over, just anywhere. So. Yeah. I just that to me was extremely powerful, especially since it happened after this question was asked. So I yeah, like oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So this really hit me when you were when you were talking about how you like go and you look things up. Mm-hmm. That is biblical, people. So I just wanted to share this verse. It's Proverbs twenty five two. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, and the glory of kings to discover them or to search the matter out. Uh, Praise God. And it's a little K Kings, which is us. We are, we are the princes and princesses of God's kingdom. So it's talking about us. It's, it's our Royal privilege to go be little detectives and search out the things of God. So (laughs) if you don't know what something means, (laughs) I'm the same way. Like if I don't know what there's, if there's some kind of symbolic significance in a dream that I have or a vision or something. And I'm a lot of times I get immediate clarifications on things but there's almost always something I don't I always go and look it up because I want to know what God says about it and I always I mean I always look it up on you know Google or whatever but then I take that to the Bible because that's his word you have to take it back yeah take it back to the Bible because I think we can quick quickly go to let me Google let me Google so yeah what I what I do is I'll pray about it first and I try to wait and I'm going to confess I probably don't wait as long as I should because really what we need to be doing is waiting on the Lord first but if you feel like it's okay go back and google like I was giving the example because I think it's very helpful but always take it back to scripture always say don't go off of what you're seeing online go off of the word of God and then the revelation that he gives you I think is key always take it back to the word Yep. And ask your friends. I always yes. like, I have a couple go-to people that I'm like, this is my dream. Yeah. I'm really clear on a couple of these things, but I want to hear what you think about it all before I go. Like, then I'll take it back to God and be like, okay, yes. which, which is accurate. Yeah, that's good. Um, and that's also good. If God does give you a word for somebody else, ask, like you just said, um, if you have a word that you feel very strongly about for a friend before you just go and say it to them, like really pray. bounce that off and pray and bounce that idea off with someone else who you know hears from the Lord. 
because they could be, you could be hearing one thing and it means just a slight bit difference, but that slight bit of a difference could mean the world to that person. Yeah. Either in a, you know, positive or negative way. Yeah. Um, So, and there's always an exception to that, but it's just like we talked about last week. That's true. That's the exception, not the norm. Like you want to pray about things before you go blurting them out. But I've definitely had one or two times that it was like, say this right now, go. True. No, you're right. And so, but I, but I would, my, my experience, I'm talking about experience from experience, not like this is what God says. So my experience is that that's the exception, not the norm. The norm for me has always been pray about this and then God releases the time that I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to share the word. That's good advice. Yes. Because I think we get very excited too about a word. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we're like, Oh, I got to tell this right now, but it might not be the proper timing. So good, good advice. Yeah. What about you, Alicia? So I've actually shared one of my favorites on the dream podcast that we did mm-hmm. um, whenever Jesus came to me in my dream. Yes, <laughs> like, that was so good. So if you want to hear that story, you guys, I'm not going to share it again now. Go back, listen to our dream episode. It was just a phenomenal experience for me. Oh. It's like something I have been hoping for and like praying for and wishing for <laughs> forever. Yes. I Seriously. don't like using the word wish, but. Well, it's a desire for okay. heart. It is, exactly. Yes, go and listen to that podcast, please. Um, so then I was thinking about some other some other words that I've gotten specifically from God for myself or other people. And although I'm not going to go into great detail, the Lord actually put on my heart about my son. Mm. So my son's name is from God. Um, we struggled a lot with names but I got words from the Lord over and over and over and over again about his name um and actually having a lot to do with his destiny and so this is why I'm not gonna like tell you guys what it is because this is something I'm still stewarding and I think I might have said that before on the podcast too um but I've shared I think last week or the week before that Jonathan was a surprise to us mm-hmm. and so his name his like literal name meeting is gift from God or mm. God has given. That's good. And so off the bat, besides all of these tremendous, you know, prophecies that I had for him um, off the bat, it was obvious that this was from the Lord, mm. that my son was very specifically designed for this moment in time. And it was my, not only my job to carry him and to, yeah like give him life, but that it actually was going to be a gift for me. Wow. And the Bible says that too, that children are our gift Mm -hmm. and that children are a tool in in God's arsenal. Yeah. Or in a parent's arsenal or whatever that scripture is. I I think it talks about um, their arrows in our quiver. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, which is what you said. Exactly. (laughs) Just in a different way. Yeah. Um, And... You know, and I think, too, coming off of, you know, our generation podcast a little bit, you know, when you think of a bow and arrow, mm-hmm. that arrow, if they're the arrow, mm-hmm. then they're launching farther mm-hmm. than what we can. Wow. But it's our job to launch them. And so a lot of what I shared about my struggle with, like, oh, crap, my kid's going to go farther than me actually became this great, like, tremendous joy oh, of, like, that. I actually have to do all the work so he can get launched. Mm. And so then it, okay, selfishly, 
became about me again. <laughs> I was like, all right, I have a job. Oh my gosh, I love that. But you know what that makes me think of? Huh? Unless you have more to say on Jonathan and that amazing imagery right there in Generations, I've got, this leads us into the next question yeah, perfectly. Go, go. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay, so the next question is, how do you sense spiritual warfare? Mm. Now, let me tell you how this <laughs> ties together with the arrows. Okay, <laughs> so we are also... God in God's quiver and he doesn't mm. really need us. He could, whatever <laughs> he, can, he doesn't need <laughs> us, but he launches us yes. to fight. Like we are the arrows penetrating the things, the evil things of this world, you know, like it's like God is pulling back the arrow. There's that pause. And then he releases us into the world to conquer for him, which we don't, he doesn't even need us to do that. But it's like, and part of that job is through prayer and defeating of spiritual warfare. So when you started talking about mm. arrows, I thought about how we help stop spiritual warfare only through our prayers. Yes. And the question was, how do you actually sense warfare? And I'm going to let Alicia start off with this and I'm going to interject. Um, but that imagery of like God releasing us to fight. And that's what we're doing now with so much that's going on in the world. That's what Alicia's going to have to do with Jonathan, with all of the prophetic words she's had for him. And same for my family and same for you, you listeners out there. It is very important for you to sense spiritual warfare and know how to pray into it. So, Alicia, will you kind of um, explain how you personally sense when there's a lot of spiritual warfare going on? Yeah. All right. So, Claire, this is this is our perfect place to stop for today. So we're actually going to finish this out. This is our part one, you guys. And we're going to come back with you next week to finish this up on part two. So. Oh, my goodness. um, Oh, my goodness. So in the meantime, if you think of one more question, we have quite a few. But if there's one that pops up and we feel like Holy Spirit saying, yes, answer that question. Send us more questions. If we can't answer it on the podcast, we'll answer it on Instagram. We'll do another live and talk to you guys through there. So we want to hear your questions. DM us. Send us emails. We want to hear from you, and we hope this has been helpful so far. Um, These are deep questions, so it took us a while to answer them, and we are going to answer the remainder of these questions in part two, so we'll catch you guys next week. Oh, wait, shoot, we didn't pray. (laughs) We'll catch you guys next week after we pray. (laughs) After we pray. Okay, Alicia, close this, girl. All right, God, we love you so much. We love giggling together, and we love going deep. Um, deep calls to deep brother God. And so we call to you right now, our deep mm. calls to your deep. We love you so much, Lord. We're so grateful this, for this time. We're going to pray a special blessing upon our listeners today. I pray that um, they would just feel the fire in their souls, feel revival in their souls. I pray that they would feel um, called to whatever that thing is, their bow is that they have to build so that that, that thing that they're supposed to launch, whatever that is, um, their arrow would go as far as it can possibly go because of the work that they've put in. So let them show up this week. Let them be obedient to you. We love you, Lord Jesus. We bless you. In your name we pray. Amen. Hey, Alternative Nation. If you like what you're hearing and want to see our content reach more people across the world, please give us five stars and leave a comment. You can also support by sharing the podcast with your family and friends and find us on social media at Alternative 2020. And pray for us. If you'd like to bring our campfire conversations to your church, event, community, or anywhere else, send us an email at alternative2020 at gmail.com. And we want to hear from you. Yes, and share the good news of what Christ is doing in your life and others and how he's impacting the world around you. Thanks for joining us today on Alternative.